ACC covers country. Ninety-two-three. Hello. Hey, good morning. This is Thomas Rhett. How are y'all? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thomas Rhett. Let's go. Better than I deserve. How are yes, you? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you are going to be in town this weekend at the Enterprise Center. How's the tour been going so far? Dude, it's been good. We just started. You know, last last weekend was our first uh, first week out there, so we got three shows under our belt. And, uh, man, this weekend is going to be electric, man. We're being Cole and Nate are, are very much looking forward to being in y'all city and and, uh, and burning it down, baby. We're looking forward to it. I feel like, uh, I feel like both Nate and Cole, Cole especially, had a super strong 2022, so I'm, I'm sure fans are just loving uh, singing all his jams on the on the road. Oh, dude, 100%. And I, especially after the ACMs, dude, he, Cole was on cloud nine, man. I, I've never been happier for a friend uh, in my life. Dude, coming home with Song of the Year is, is such a is such a huge um, accomplishment. So we, there, there are some celebratory efforts in order very soon. Speaking of being on cloud nine, um, we wanted to know what your favorite part of the Taylor Swift Eras tour is because unfortunately we're not going to get to go this year and we wanted to see what your favorite part of the show was. <laughs> Man, I, it was three and a half hours long, um, which is longer than any show I've ever been to in my whole life. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I mean, obviously I, I grew up in the same town as her. We both grew up in Hendersonville, Tennessee. So I, I remember seeing her like at Wits Barbecue or like Kiva Juice, this little juice place we had in Hendersonville. And so I, like 1989 and Red and like even the, the, the first couple records were kind of what I was listening to. And she played uh, Mine. I remember, I think that was the name of the song, just like her and a piano. And dude, I mean, the production was nuts, but like watching her break it down and still be like singer-songwriter uh, was pretty incredible to watch, especially especially in front of like 70,000 people. It was it was mind-blowing. Is, is there anything, because I feel like from a performer standpoint, especially, you know, you who are on stage in front of thousands of people on a nightly basis, is there anything that you're pulling from other artists when it comes to a live performance? Well, you know, Taylor Swift's show was, uh, was, was a night full of envy uh, because I physically can't i mean i can't even aff- i couldn't afford half of the things that she was doing um on stage uh but man it, it was fun to dream i mean like her her and her band just like disappeared to these like nooks and crannies in her stage after every song and like you know how artists will have video content for their songs like she had video content that was like very detailed for three and a half straight hours um and we just build these new sets and these new worlds on stage so like every like 15 minutes it was like such a scene change for your eyeballs i mean it was it was like as an artist like i just watched that show and i was like man this show had to have taken a couple years to put together i mean it is so detailed every daggum second of it so yeah i pulled a lot away from it and uh, it was it was insane well, it looked fun that you got to go and you got to take Lauren. We are loving Lauren's takes on your music and your hobbies and your trends. I know, I don't know if she, you know, it doesn't look like she feels embarrassed. It looks like she pretty much owns every second of that. But do you guys have any more stuff like that lined up to post? <laughs> Probably. You know, I, I, I remember we were just sitting in our kitchen table like about a month ago and we were just talking and her answers to my questions were just cracking me up and so i just sat the phone on the table and she said why are you videoing this and i said because the world needs to understand your brain um and uh so i just started filming her for like 15 minutes i think i think right now we've got maybe maybe five or six left from that conversation and there's there's some gold there's some gold left uh to be to be on the gram that's for sure i think that's one of those things you know as 
I guess you could consider what we do in radio kind of performing at the same, not not at the same level, but kind of on the same playing field. For I sure. go home to my wife and I'm like, hey, did you hear that really cool point in the show? And she's like, yeah, I can't say that I did. Yeah, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've had, I've had so many of my artist friends reach out and just be like, man, I'm so glad to know that it's not, you know, just my wife that feels that way. Yeah. Um, They're just around it so much. It's just, it's just second nature. Yeah. To it, them. it becomes, it becomes second nature, you know? Um, but at the same time, if you were to ask me like detailed, like questions on like her, you know, nonprofit organization, I probably couldn't answer any questions either, you know? So maybe, maybe, maybe it's a sign that we need to like, Instead of watching Netflix at night, we just need to go over each other's day in detail. <laughs> Make little flashcards. There will be a pop quiz on this. <laughs> there will be a pop quiz in my life around 9 p.m. Well, not to throw it back to the show, but uh, your new song, Talking to Jesus, uh, with Brandon Lake just came out on Friday. Is that already in the set list? Yeah. No, we haven't put it in the set list. You know, that, that whole song came about in a very, very short amount of time. Like, I knew... I've always been a huge fan of Brandon's music, and, and I've gotten to become really good friends with him, and he invited me out to his rhyming show when he was in Nashville, and and he was like, do you want to get up and sing? And, and I was like, yes, but we have to sing Talking to Jesus, and you know, I, it's a song that has made a huge impact in my life over the last couple years, and, and uh, we got to the rhyming and decided to write you know, a, a little fourth verse to that song, and, and it was a really, really cool, impactful moment for, for my life, for sure, and for my career. And, I wanted to mention this to you because it's a question that I get asked all the time whenever I meet people and they're like, oh my gosh, you're in country music. You know, have you met artists? And I go, yeah, I've pretty much met all of them. And that's not like a humble brag. It's just how country yeah. music is. And sure. they always ask, who's the coolest that you've met? And I always, your name always comes up. And I think it's mostly because, well, you're obviously talented, but then you seem like one of the most grounded country artists out there right now. How do you stay on the ground oh, when man. you definitely could be big timing everybody right now? Dude, thank, uh, first of all, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate that. I uh, I don't know how to answer it. Um, uh, I think, you know, this, this I don't think we were born. Uh, I don't think fame was ever like in the cards. You know what I'm saying? Like in the beginning of the world. Like, I, I don't know that people were built to handle fame correctly. And, and, I, and I've definitely had like my fair share of, dang, like we, you know, there was there was ten thousand people at that arena last night. Like I'm freaking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like there have been moments of that. And then, dude, you you get home uh, to four children that don't give a flying crap what you do <laughs> or, um, you know, I mean, it's just like you walk in the door and it's just like, hey, dad, make me a sandwich. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. It's um, it's one of those things where you can easily go, I'm a rock star, or you can go, I am a normal human being. Um, and you know, I, for me, dude, like my wife has been such a, a grounding piece for me. Like my wife is such an eternal thinker, and she, um, she's always kind of been on me about like, hey, you realize that you're doing this because uh, this, is, this is a gift that you've been given. Like you've been given a gift to write and sing songs, but please never take that for granted, and always be so grateful that you get to that you're living your dream job. You know, so. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but like my wife and my kids and, and the people that I choose to surround myself with um, ha- have done uh, an incredible job at keeping my uh, my, my ego in check. That, that is for Doug, I'm sure. Yeah, so I think thank I you think for that. I man, kids have so much to do with that. And, you know, it, my wife and I will be sick at the same time. And it just you can't stop being a parent because you're sick. Someone's got to step up. No. And like you said, you come off stage. You still got to be a dad when you get home. So. You're exactly right. You're exactly, and you're also you're also playing these songs to a lot of people that um, are going home to three kids. 
you know, just get to connect with people on that level, like from a dad's perspective or from a mom's perspective. Um, it's just, it's been a blast to get to know the folks that are coming to our concerts to hear our music. Well, Thomas, always a blast talking to you. Uh, We're going to see you on Saturday at the Enterprise Center. Going to be an awesome show. And uh, travel safe, and we'll see you this weekend, okay? Man, I appreciate that. Thank you all so much for your time this morning. Awesome. See ya. See ya. Charles Kelly of Lady A is revealing the moment that he and his wife decided that they would either get divorced or get sober. So Charles and Cassie did an interview with Gail King where she asked them to get honest about his public sobriety journey because we've seen bits and pieces about his story and how like the drinking escalated and it began affecting the band, Lady A. But this is the first time that we're really hearing about the experience from his home life. So he told Gail that he and Cassie were on a big vacation with a bunch of friends going to Greece when all of a sudden one night he just really didn't come back to the hotel room. And that could have been the moment that redefined everything. Basically, we had gotten an argument and I like just turned my phone off and just took off and stayed up drinking with all these random people I didn't know. The next morning, you know, I said, you need help. You have to deal with this. And he flew directly from Greece to treatment. But at that point, I thought I was fully flying back to the U.S. I was going to meet with a divorce attorney. And that was going to be that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? They got that close. They both flew back and it could have went downhill. Yeah. But he really did go to treatment, got committed to it, and then she said, you know, there's an obvious reason why she didn't go through with, the, you know, going to see divorce attorneys because for the safety of her son, she knew she couldn't. We have a seven-year-old who is either going to be in my home all the time or he's going to be half the time in a home with his dad where I have no idea what's happening in that environment. And I'm sure a lot of parents have to think about that before, you know, they take whatever steps. Yeah. Yeah, I th- this is good. And I know that he's been talking a lot about this lately, yeah. which may be kind of annoying to some people. But, you know, at least he's he's doubling down on it. And he's, I think, helping other people along the way. That I, would be the mission, right? Yes. So whenever I saw that they did this interview, I I could hear it in my head. People being like, oh, we're talking about it again. Who cares? Yeah. But I think they... Their biggest goal is to show that um, a lot of people in the music industry are sober. A lot of people in the country music industry are sober, too, that you wouldn't guess. Mm -hmm. And I think by putting that in the media as much as they can, they're showing that, like, hey, it's cool if you do this, too. Like, it actually might really help for you to hear our story and how dramatic it almost got. Yeah. I can't wait for them to kind of to get back out there and do things again, you know? Lady A. Lady A, yeah. Yeah. Or just Charles alone. Yeah. Has he ever done like a solo tour? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's done a, I don't know if it was a full-fledged tour, but I know he had that album. He Mm -hmm. had one album, one one solo album by himself. And he's got got an incredible voice. Yes. So. It was good. He said, what I've learned is that there are degrees of alcoholics. And just because you're not living on a street or waking up in a bush doesn't mean it can't still get there. So appreciate him. Blake Shelton's replacement for The Voice has been announced. And Reba McIntyre is up for the challenge of replacing Blake Shelton. Blake, who has more wins on The Voice than any other coach by a landslide. And Reba knows she's got big boots to fill. Big boots. I don't know what size those boots are, but they're big. So I'm going to really work hard to make him proud. They're so big that Reba could probably live inside of them. Yeah. The woman in the shoe. Yeah, the boot. 
She will be joining returning coaches John Legend, Niall Horan, and Gwen Stefani, who she has all loving things to say about, unlike Blake whenever he's, you know, usually chirping about his fellow judges. I'm taking over for Blake, so I'm going to represent country music. I do understand that I need to go razzle-dazzle with Gwen, Gwen being on there. Gwen's always got the nicest outfits, so I really have to step up my game on that. Uh, let's see, John and Niles, they're all really funny and clever and always have so many smart things to say. So I got my work cut out for me. I think fans are going to be excited to see her take on the season. She called him Niles. She did. I love it. I love yeah. it. I think she's probably the oldest uh, judge that they've ever had, right? Like, I, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know that she, anybody older than her or even in her like generation has coached. Yeah. And you can't. This is the biggest thing is when you get somebody new in, it's got to be, it's got to be someone that you cannot, there, there can be no. You can't deny them. Contestation to this, right? Yes. And Reba is that person. She's been around. You would have put anybody else from country music in there. There would have been like, ah, it's not Blake. It's not Blake. But you cannot do that with Reba. You can't can't argue it. it. You got it. You got to just accept it and And realize that Reba's going to rule, rule the roost. And like Blake said once before, she brought him into it. Now she's taken him out (laughs) as she should. What do you do if you're on a flight and you see your favorite country star sitting in the front row? What's up, bro? Yeah. If you're the Southwest Airlines crew, you throw a party because Randy Travis got on their plane recently and they were all big fans. So they kicked it into gear. They played Randy Travis music as passengers boarded. Nice. And um, there was this one flight attendant during the, what's it called? Like the safety briefing. Yeah. She kind of put on a show and she was making a big to do about it in a funny way and another passenger is filming Randy Travis's reaction and he's just laughing and clapping along and he's loving every minute of it and it showed like a ton of he took pictures with almost everybody who was on the flight with him afterwards and looked like he had a great time and a great attitude through it all I think the biggest question I would ask is why are you on a Southwest flight you know (laughs) I, I feel like Last weekend when I was traveling, I could have sworn I saw John Mazalock in my gate. Maybe. Leaving. And it wasn't. It definitely wasn't him. I I had to like go to the bathroom and take a good look. It definitely wasn't him. But I immediately was like, why are you flying Southwest? But I guess it's cheap, you know? Dude, a flight from here to Nashville on a private jet is 20 grand. You got to do you it. You can't know. Yeah, you got to do it. No, you can't be <laughs> wasting money like that. Sometimes that fl- that Southwest flight is worth it. But I'm sure that Randy Travis is like, well, I know I'm going to have to take pictures with everybody on this flight right. now. He shows up <laughs> feeling like a star and it's all good. Yeah, at least he's not flying Frontier. If it was anything crazy like that, then we'd have a conversation. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> the video is so cute. It's on our Facebook page, and right now I'm posting it to our Instagram story as well. It's good to see him, like, happy and smiling and doing well. Yeah. He, we always do see him that way, but ever since his stroke in 2013, I think anytime we see him having a great time is good. Travis Denning dropping music for John Michael Montgomery's daughter, because as you may know, they're engaged. He released a couple of songs in his fiance's honor, and they are so sweet. They're called New Year's Kiss and Second Best Thing. Here's Second Best Thing. 
you saw their engagement video that that was the background music to that yeah that's beautiful i love it <laughs> you sound like it i do we love travis standing when he played hot country nights in 2021 we had so much fun with him yeah he's a good dude he's fun we smeared off iced him we did and he took it like a champ he didn't do all of it though no well i told him he didn't have to he was about to perform you know we wanted to make sure he's in tip-top condition. As he's drinking straight whiskey on stage or whatever he hey, was drinking. Hey, hey, <laughs> But something funny about those songs is that Travis actually wrote them much earlier than you would have expected. I had the title for second best thing, I think, right when me and Madison started, get, you know, started dating and really getting serious. And it's funny to look back that I wrote a song about getting married that early in our relationship but for as creepy as that might sound I mean it's it's just the truth I I knew really fast that we were gonna spend the rest of our life together so exciting for them I think the wedding's like this weekend or a weekend soon I wonder if you when you do get married to you know John Michael Montgomery's daughter yeah if you put out music and then you start to like second guess everything you do because you know he's judging you He's judging those lyrics. He's judging that performance, you know? I think there was an interview a long time ago where someone asked him that, and he was like, uh, yeah, it's kind of big shoes to fill, Yeah, but I have no choice. <laughs> it's not often when, you're, when your father-in-law, your future father-in-law, is also in the same business. Exactly. And it's country music, exactly. right? Exactly. So. That would have been like if Thomas Rhett married... A country artist. Yeah. Thank goodness he didn't. <laughs> As he mentioned in our interview a little bit ago, his wife actually knows nothing even about his career. Yeah, So right? maybe that's best. Love that. Loretta Lynn has a posthumous release coming our way, and it's not music. A new book written by Loretta Lynn is set for its release later on this month. It's called A Song and a Prayer, and it's basically what I see as like a faith-based collection of her favorite prayers and song lyrics inspired by, you know, her faith or her songwriting sessions. That's cool. And her daughter, Patsy Lynn, shared a statement about the book and kind of gave everyone a first look online. Hello, everybody. Patsy Lynn Russell here. And guess what? My mom's brand new devotional book, Loretta Lynn, A Song and a Prayer, just came out. Such an inspiring book of Bible verses and songs, everything that my mom held dear to her heart. Which is pretty cool for her and her family to be able to release after, you know, her mom's passed. Yeah, I love this because I feel like this gives you a little bit of a glimpse inside of her life, but only, not only her life, but also her, like, her spiritual life as well. Right. What inspired her on a daily basis? Things that we maybe haven't seen or stories that we haven't heard, like beyond the coal miner's daughter and Mm -hmm. the... A husband and the huge family with little money, you know, yeah. behind all those things that we already know. So I think that's coming out May 23rd. I posted the link to our Facebook page as well as our, as our Instagram. So if you're interested or you know somebody who would be, you can find it there. Casey covers country. Yeah.